you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast is not injury prone. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler to my left, Greg Rosenthal to my right. What is up, boys? Well, Wes is not here, so we have no yep. one to fill the void. And I'm, by the way, could have waited another hour. Nobody. No, I mean, said anything. you know, it, I thought it would have been fun to really. After we had a second or two of it, I thought this might just be go for it. Fun to make just this the show. See how long it goes, but. You know, oh, Mark, look at me. <laughs> well, no, that is not. I'm the one that, you know, I moved out of my normal seat for the first time in, what, 1,200 what shows? What a selfless move. Terrible sitting here. <laughs> I don't feel uh, don't, comfortable at all. You really don't have to. This is an audio program today. We're not No, it's not, anything. though, because I always discover that, you know, and because we have a very creative producer in uh-huh. Erica, that, you it's know, true. an hour later, if someone does anything... Uh, unsettling, it's going to be, it, it will be unsettling, which really, is, as it should be. Our so, last episode, the Thursday episode, nice. I had no idea it was on camera, and then I see a link, and uh, an hour and seven minute podcast was uploaded onto the internet. Really? I didn't know that. You never know. You always have to be prepared. I didn't know that either. Well, you're wearing a, you have a very fashionable jacket on, Greg, so you you had some inkling it's that like this could Greg happen. like if Greg cut back to 1941, December right. 10th, Greg's like, get me into this war. I, I got to right. defend. Greg's basically. clothing budget is probably worth a seg of its own this offseason. Really? There's constantly like I'm loving sh- this. Like $140 sneakers appearing left and right that no one's this, ever worn before. This, um, I've been told, <laughs> jacket. Was, uh, was a $27 uh, on clearance at Zara. So who were you told by? by? By Emika, who bought it for me. You know. See, that's the missing cheap. link. I'm not. Is anyone buying you clothing? Do you have a significant no. other buying my, you clothing? My wife would like to, to do it for me, but I, it just feels personal to me. It's not happening in my house. I, not that I, I would like to actually see what would be purchased. On the that. money drop said that we are not injury prone. I went to Big Bear Mountain, uh, which is a great getaway if you're a, a Southern California person. Humble brag. Great, uh, <laughs> a great, you know, scenic family type vibe. We went there for uh, Wes's bachelor party once upon a time. Um, was it a bachelor party? No, what was it? It was just a getaway. It was a getaway. I don't recall a family vibe. No, that time. Around. And I drove past the very log cabin uh, 
resort that we stayed across from a, a microbrewery. And I just remembered um, it gave me fond memories of Mr. Sessler and I carrying Wes back to the lodge, putting him in bed, giving him a glass of water, mm. and then going into this little mini kitchen and listening to the County Crows at like 3 a.m. And then... Since Wes isn't here, I'll play his part. That's not how it happened at all. Well, it is exactly how it happened. You guys are exaggerating. It's a forgiving retelling. And then after probably like midway through recovering the satellites, maybe this desert life, the, the Crow's 99 offering, we went to check on Wes. Is he breathing? Is he sleeping on his side? And he had at some point picked up the water, <laughs> glass of water that we had given him, and then spilled it over his entire he body. Was sucked. <laughs> and we were like, did Wes... Did he urinate right. on himself? That was the first concern. Right. Uh, well, first it was All like, is that blood? Yeah. No. Uh, what is the dampness? Oh, it's it's. Is it urine? No. Oh, it's the water. And then he just he remained passed out for the rest of the night, and he lived. And now he's married and he's got a kid on the way. It's a different time. He's in Hawaii right now on a baby moon that seems to be going very well, oh, according yeah. to the gram. Mm. Every everyone's got a, a friend that uh, pisses themselves. Well, in this that's case, he, in this case, Everyone's he did not. Though, no, he did just not. To be clear. I'm okay. saying that's yeah. why he had to check. Right, right. Because everyone, everyone, it was an got, immense amount of water. So even if, one, two, had that come out of his body, I would have been impressed from a whole different yeah, uh, that's, side of that's things. true. But I was going to say that um, I went snow tubing with my my boys and um, some friends, and the shoulder is barking at the old Zeus right now. And it's not because I took a spill or anything. It's just it was rotated in a way that for a man that's nearing 40 years old. It's it, it's the shoulder saying, "Hey, I'm barking at you because I'm going to need a few days." You're trying to hold on to two tubes on a snow hill at once, is right? And the whole, I'm hooking maybe uh, Jack's arm as we're going down on right. the tube, and it's barking. That's life. We're checking all the dad boxes here, <laughs> counting crows, barking shoulders. Uh, today's show, uh, Greg wrote a banger. Didn't get a chance to read it. So it's going to be a real-time situation. I think for, it uh, went up 15 minutes before the show started. So uh, Right, it it's fresh been, in email right it now. It would have been tough. Good, I'm covered. So it's essentially a franchise tag primer. That's right. That's perfect because uh, uh, I have found and I've been told for the algorithm on the dot-com side as writers for this website, the more teams that you could write about mm. in a piece, the more eyeballs and clicks. And, and Mark, you know Greg is plugged in on this stuff. So... I'm sure you were excited to write this piece knowing that your numbers would spike. That's I'm, I'm all about the numbers right now. <laughs> there was a time. There was a time when I was. When it was part of my job. Now I'm I'm blissfully unaware. Well, there was a time when the shadowy leaguers were observing it too. And, and I was you know, well, I was one of those shadowy league figures on some level. It always made me slightly uneasy getting yeah. like the eighth most attractive writing assignment in the room. <laughs> that probably you're not going to dominate metrics. It's, you know... Be concerned. So we're going to take a look at that. And uh, also, as I teased last week, the Connie Fox sweepstakes. It's a theme song. We're looking uh, to get it out there. Get one that that really defines the essence of Colleen Wolf, And it be, will become essentially tied to her for the rest of her time on this earth. And I am excited to tell you guys that when I checked in at the submission uh, site, which is the ATM podcast at gmail.com. Over 30 submissions in less than a week. Some great, some not so great, some okay. You listen to them all. I listened to every single one wow. this morning, and Meditation. Erica did as well, and um, and we'll get to that later. 
uh, playing a, just a few of the ones that stood out to us. Uh, Erica had the power here to choose the ones that maybe advance to the next round. We're going to do this for the rest of the, the rest of the week. Is your this uh, in terms to get your submission in thirty seconds or less? Colleen Wolf theme song, uh, and then we'll close it on Friday after Friday, and then who decides? The people, right? I don't know if we trust. If I trust, I don't know. I think we should put them on our Instagram page. We'll we'll let people vote, or maybe Twitter. Yeah, well, and I think there there will be. They get a vote. Yeah, I feel like it's like they, a Pro Bowl scenario. They they will be taken into consideration, but if if uh, we all feel strongly That's, another way, but it it does seem clear that Colleen has no choice and should probably should not have a choice. She doesn't get a choice, but she does get to hear it, I think. Unless, well, that's fine. Then. Yeah, and in fact, we're going to get her on the phone a little bit later for that. But uh, before any of that, let's do some news. Matt, what does this team need to do on offense to get something going here? We need to change the whole entire game plan at halftime. Okay, what do you need to change about the game plan? What are you frustrated about? There's just a lot going on right out now. Uh, it's embarrassing for us here as an offense, so a lot of things we want to fix and correct. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> I mean... This will be the, the, the full of our XFL coverage for today's show. But I just want to, I want to know where was this Matt McGloin in the NFL because I love this guy. He is, he's leaning into it, and this caused quite a stir. And I think it is one of the XFL's advantages because I watched a little bit this past weekend. And they're just grabbing guys like two seconds after they throw like an awful interception move. and getting like the raw emotion of their commentary. And that one, he just you know took the offensive coordinator and just like flung him under a moving bus. And then he got... You know, benched. I believe he paid the price. <laughs> and the and the head coach of the team that Matt McGloin plays for, I believe, it's the New York Guardians, uh, my hometown team, uh, is Kevin Gilbride. So for the the second time in twenty five years, Kevin Kevin Gilbride was uh, sucker punched on television. Ooh, good one! You brought it all back together. <laughs> Super Bowl champion uh, Kevin Gilbride. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of Spags love, but wasn't he nice? You don't, you don't hear a lot of Kevin Gilbride love. But he was, was the OC nice? of uh, the, the Giants that beat the Patriots. The O twelve, the two thousand eleven Giants team that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Didn't we interview him? And wasn't he a super nice guy, Gilbride? Or was he not nice? I he is no. He is very nice guy. I don't want to make it up. It's all a haze. I don't yeah. remember any. He was. He was at twelve at this point. Sat down at a table, interviewed him, and you kind of wanted him to be a jerk because Buddy Ryan fought him, and and everybody wanted to side with Buddy Ryan. But Gilbride seemed like a great dude. So Buddy Ryan, until, a little ornery. I'm team I had to again. pick like the ornery, more ornery aspect of that fight. I'd go Buddy Ryan, who I'm not sure was ever in a good mood. All right, let's get into it. Drew Brees is coming back. The Saints quarterback. The NFL's career passing leader. He will return for a 20th season after an Instagram post today, Tuesday. Uh, classic Sessler move, just to posted a, a photo of a, a horizon and a beautiful, um, some type of beautiful location. Hike. Yeah. A hike at the top of a mountain. And he said, he's going to make another run at it. He turned 41 last month, scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent on March 18th. Uh, but he wants to stay with the Saints or stay nowhere. So now uh, it's just a matter of getting the money side of it done. And I don't think that's quite as simple as probably everyone just reading the coverage of this is just like, okay, Drew Brees is back with the Saints. Yes, he will be back with the Saints. I'm not doubting that. But it's just complicated. His his previous contract negotiations have been very protracted and complicated. And this one is especially complicated because of all this money that he signed on his last deal. It was these, it was these voids that push kind of your salary cap pain into the future. And now they're probably going to have to do it again. But 
whatever he plays for, add $15 million to that, and that's what the cap hit's going to be. So there's no like, ooh, he's going to help the Saints out this year and take a little less money. I mean, maybe he'll figure out as best he can, but there is he's probably going to have one of the highest cap figures, if not the highest, of any player in the entire NFL. Saints have... Nine million in cap room right now. Only five teams have less. I know that that will change drastically, and you can make some moves, but they don't. They're not going to be able to change it that drastically. Yeah, they don't have as much flexibility as some other teams out there. And there are some moves they can make. Janoris Jenkins, they'll they'll probably figure out. There's some guys that they can cut, but they have a lot of pretty good free agents. Von Bell. Uh, being one of them, and they're a team you would think would want to be loading up this offseason. I don't think it's going to happen. You basically got to bring back what you have, and especially on defense, there's some holes there. But why bring... I mean, you bring Breeze back because he's Drew Breeze, but it feels like if you're not going to make the biggest push possible. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, they already I mean, have. They will. Like the roster is pretty but damn good. They do this whole thing where they push all this pain into the future. It's kind of the old Cowboys move, and the cap keeps going up, so it's not even that bad, but they're going to have to do it even more this year. The whole uncapped situation is confusing, and it, it also spells the end of Teddy Bridgewater. Not that we thought he was going to be back, but I think the, the odds are you have Breeze and you have Taysom Hill, who will be back on a one-year restricted free agent contract, most likely, and uh, away you go. Yeah, and Tom Pelissero, who, you know, Rotoworld described as NFL.com's Tom Pelissero. I feel like he does work there, but I constantly see him on NFL Network, so it feels... More of a network guy. A little yeah. bit of a slight on their... Uh, I think it was just an error. Probably. Well, clean that up, please. Yeah, yeah you can clean Go it. back into the, the content management system. And Rotopat, that. Pat Darty, if you're out there. Let's go, Rotopat. You, he... are, you are the man now. It's, is he... Well, we don't know that officially. The HBIC? He is one of the men. I mean, he's been there the longest. He's one of the greatest uh, fantasy writers in the game. Great at Twitter. And uh, he writes the rankings. So that, to me, who, who does the rankings? That's kind of how you know, Dan. The power rankings? The yes. No, like the no, fantasy No, I do the power rankings. That's what I'm saying. Here. So that's, that's where it starts, the chain that's what I'm saying. going on down. Yeah, it's a similar thing in the uh, Roto world. I agree. Okay. Well, that floated away. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, I, I'm not at all surprised we got to that point, but uh, we got there quickly. And I just want my final thought on Drew Brees is good job by everybody involved, assuming the deal gets done. It's smart from a business perspective in the NFL or any sport to get out a year too soon rather than a year too late. But Drew Brees, like Tom Brady, these are special cases, I think. And if they showed anything in the most recent season and and you still think you can get one more year out of this amazing player, just do it and and push all your chips into the center and then make figure things out later. I, I kind of that's where I side of this. I'm, I'm much. I, I would be very disappointed if I was a Saints fan and they kind of got cute and said, "All right, Taysom, you're our man," or whoever who, whoever else it would have been. Bring back. Well, the, I'd also argue twenty yeah, twenty season. For totally Rubens. agree. I'd argue that two of the best three or two of the best four Saints teams of the entire Breeze era are the last two years. Mm-hmm. They've had some bad playoff very losses, strong. but those teams have been great. great and one balance. thing, Pelissero noted though with Taysom Hill. First or second round tender seems to be what they're going to do with him. So you're not – I just don't see another team coming in again. So you're going to get them both. And they both both quarterbacks have talked about using uh, on game days that, that Taysom Hill would be used a lot more than last year. I, that's one of the only things I care about in free agency is what happens to Taysom Hill. The rest of it is just a big flood of non-essential information. 
well, well, it depends I what mean, shots to me. What prison? Shots to me. fired at uh, to me. It's a lot like our we'll programming over the next it's just, you know, it's month and a half. Taysom eighty-five percent of these players will. <laughs> Taysom fail. Hill's free agency is the only thing that matters to you in the NFL. It's right the now? It, there's a li- it's like you have to come up with these. You are that guy. Ten yeah. things I'm excited <laughs> about, but it's like that's number one, and then it's a deep, like nothing about the Browns, your favorite team. It's just only whether. Well, or not if Taysom anything, Hill. I have extra armor up after last offseason to not even look at what they do, and I hope they do nothing. I would like to see them do literally nothing. I saw Steve. I saw Steve Weiss today, and he was he was kind of grumbling. He's like, "Well, just talking about Taysom Hill." It's like we can't talk about Taysom Hill enough, but it's because of people like you out there. Mark, right, that that, no, I am hardly up. behind like, generating the, more hoopla the in the offseason. That is that is the new Steve Young, Taysom, Taysom Hill. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported Bridgewater expected to have a quote strong market in free agency, which. I guess makes sense. But even then, I'm just like, is it? Is it going to be that strong for Teddy? And he could land a multi-year deal paying him. And this is where it gets crazy, paying him around $30 million per year. Now, just to put that in perspective, Drew Brees, the last contract he signed with the Saints, and maybe slightly below value, uh, but two years, $50 million. That's $25, uh, doing the math, nailed it. So Teddy Bridgewater, what have I what have I seen? What have you seen? What has anybody seen that this guy should be paid like a star quarterback? Because thirty million star money. Tough situation. Uh, Tough sitch for Fowler and the reporter and Bridgewater. Because the second this came out, immediately everyone's response was just like, "Don't believe it. Stop it. Don't believe." Well, it. I mean, Fowler's nailed like one thing after the next. He's been right about he's a good. lot of oh, no, things. No, no, so. no. And, and he's getting this information. Put the nail on his foot on this one. He's he's getting the information from somewhere. So maybe he does. Maybe there is one team out there, and the the price seems awfully high, but maybe there's one team out there that is truly very interested in Teddy. Some I, some mystery team out there. I don't right, know. I think it's got to be, like, the strong market does not mean eight teams because there's a supply and demand issue, and I think you the best case thing for him is if the Breeze and Brady stay home with their current teams, and then Rivers goes somewhere that had no interest in Teddy Bridgewater, and then there's... Let's say the Colts. Still, so there's still three or four teams out there. Not really, who? though. That's not what I mean. Really. Like, but what about the, char- the Chargers? Unless, unless someone wanted to replace a guy that's there, maybe it's you know maybe it's Tam- like if Tampa just for you know for some reason they love Teddy Bridgewater and no one knows it. Maybe, maybe that's right. possible. If the Patriots, I thought he would be the perfect guy. Uh, you know, Foxborough fans would be tough on him, but I thought he would make sense if, if Brady actually left. But this number is so high. He was a free agent last year. And no one really like wanted this. him. Everyone's all like, whoa, he got one of the highest backup. Right. Yeah, that was for $7 million. It's like no one really wanted him last year. Now they're going to want him. And I just like I this, don't get he it. He did and a I good job Teddy. with the Saints, but what they asked him to do in that offense doesn't suddenly tell he's me the, he's worth five more than he was now last he's, offseason. He's possibly the new Alex Smith, and Alex Smith eventually did get some big contracts. But I, I feel like Teddy's not there where he would. What Teddy? if the Panthers moved on from Cam Newton and had nothing under center? Hmm. Go ahead. I mean, the, but I, my, but the my point from last week, it's right. like, so you're gonna, you're so, you're so anxious to get rid of Cam Newton and Charlotte that I'm gonna now give Teddy Bridgewater two years for fifty I, million or something. I think it hit us all the same way. It just, yeah. I think like Teddy where? is a very good NFL quarterback in the sense that it's hard to find guys who hit guys that are open and don't make mistakes. He's, he, you could squint and you could see at worst he's Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton's gotten paid, it, but it, thirty million seems outrageous. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, $30 million contracts, Larry Fitzgerald Sr. We know Larry Sr. Run into him a few times. Remember uh, the Super Bowls? I've seen him just sitting on a, a chair, a folding chair, in the middle of the winning team locker room. Yep. Waiting for the story <laughs> to come to him because Larry 
Maybe that's Larry's game. He's been in the game for a long time. Up he in the, pops so. up. It's like every nine months, there's like a late, you know, they have the Woj bombs. Yeah. You got to fit senior bomb. I mean, it's more like. Do they do the bombs land? It's like or once they just, a year. Because like Woj bombs always land. I, and I, you know, I don't know. You know, apparently the background of Larry Fitch. I just mean senior. we've been covering this sport for a long time, all of us. And I feel like there's about one Larry Fitz bomb a year. He does have. Someone, I know. I haven't checked. checked I don't right. know what on they the, were on the trajectory. There's definitely there's definitely after. a mouthpiece somewhere up. coming to him because if I sat or you sat in the middle of the Super Bowl winning locker room on a folding chair, no one's coming to me with a game breaking story. It seems to happen to him. I feel like we all have to do a little more more research, Greg. You need to find out if these bombs hit. I need to go read some of these gamers from these Super Bowls where he was just sitting in the middle of the locker room. Maybe he yeah. ended up with an amazing uh, piece out of it. I, I wouldn't I doubt that at all. Anyway, Larry Fitz Sr., um, he has been, quote, told the Raiders are prepared to offer Tom Brady a two-year $60 million contract. So Teddy Bridgewater money uh, for Tom <laughs> Brady, potentially from the Raiders. Um, but again... Larry Fitz, not known as senior, not known as a newsbreaker, uh, but like Mark said, maybe somebody's you know getting something out there through the old man. I don't know. Am I e- buying this? I'm not e- buying this at all. Well, ESPN, who you know, they try you try to save your best stuff for like Super Bowl morning if you've got any good uh, you know kernels out there. Mm. What was that old uh, comeback kernels segment we did? Comeback kernels with Mark Susser. <laughs> Wish we had that on the board. Do we have that on the board by any chance? All right, let's uh, add that in post. <laughs> comeback kernels with Mark Sessler. 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 Uh, 30, you know, Adam Schefter reported Super Bowl morning that the Raiders would be the team that would go in on, on Tom Brady. So it's not totally out of left field, but... The Patriots, I think one thing that's been lost, and Tom Curran wrote a good piece this weekend about it, they're not worried about other teams kind of dipping in on Tom Brady. Because if he reaches free agency, I think it's already over. And I don't. I think they're not going to get in some crazy bid, bidding war with any team out there, no matter what these floating reports are. I buy the Raiders thing whenever it you know, seems to trickle up into the news because it makes – if you're at any team shifting to new locations – and and Derek Carr is perfectly serviceable and works, but it's hard to market around a bunch of the NFL quarterbacks out there. Derek Carr, I would say, is just tough to market around to a new Las Vegas fan base. Brady, if you're an owner, Tom Brady, oh, Gruden seems like he'd dig Tom Brady and the experience of coaching him, number one. And it just automatically guarantees nonstop sellouts and endless attention in a new market, which the Raiders probably will get anyways because that fan base will go anywhere. I, I always, anytime these pop up, I just think of Derek Carr's reaction to them. <laughs> because he did it. He did an event, um, I think, one week after the Super Bowl, just a couple days of it. It was sort of under the radar, but I, I'm going to remember this, where he spoke with a bunch of other uh, Raiders players and Mark Davis at the opening of the stadium. And he was very open about how annoyed he was and was blaming the media, being like, well, you know, what, what more do you got to do, basically, to, to have this stuff stop coming out? And, like, every time this comes out, he's getting more and more annoyed. Sounds like a great opportunity for a The Players' Tribune column just blasting the media. This is me speaking to you, the fans. 
The real story. The real story. Wait, Coming you know from who, me. You know who could have signed that? Associate editor Derek Jeter. <laughs> I thought he sold that. <laughs> I don't know. You think he's doling out stories to people? Oh, yeah. He's, like, just, he's like, he's get just, on this. He's in there at the 9 o'clock so. meeting. All right, what do we, what's our plan today for the car story? 9 o'clock. No, he's in at 6 a.m., the big cup of coffee. Um, all right, uh, speaking – all right, so those are some quarterbacks uh, in – the end of their careers, Brady and Breeze, uh, Teddy not so much, but one guy just starting is Joe Burrow, the LSU star, the coming off the undefeated season, the national championship, uh, the Heisman Trophy. Well, he was receiving another award, the Davey O'Brien Award, Davy O'Brien Award in Texas, and was asked about uh, what's happening with the draft. He's widely expected to be the number one overall pick. Cincinnati Bengals pick number one. Uh, Burrow said this, I do have leverage uh, per the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. They have their process, and I have my process. We haven't even gotten to the combine yet. There's a lot of things that happen leading up to the draft and a lot of information gathered. Right now, I'm focused on being the best football player I can be. I'm in this unique spot, you can go watch my film. I don't have to prove myself a pro day and at the combine, so I'm in a unique spot where I can focus on getting ready mm. for the year. Um, <laughs> we have not – this has not happened. A player that was expected to go number one, forcing him, his way out of that uh, destination since Eli Manning and the Chargers uh, 17 years ago. It feels like we're a little overdue for something like this. And if I'm a Bengals fan, and it's unfortunate Wes is in Hawaii right now because I'd be interested in what he would say, but I kind of do – I feel like I know what he would say, is uh, if I'm a Bengals fan, I am terrified right now because just the fact that Burrow would put this out there – that starts the media machine going nuts now. Then you got a guy like Carson Palmer that even predates us at the Super Bowl. He did the media tour just basically warning Joe Burrow to, to watch out about going to Cincinnati. Solly Wilcox come in, comes in, another former Bengals great, doubles down, says the same thing, that Par- Carson Palmer was done dirty uh, and Joe Burrow needs to be careful with this. I'm nervous if I'm a Cincinnati fan right now. Well, I think the, the minute that Joe Burrow was – attached to Jordan Palmer as his, you know, pre-draft quarterback guru. And obviously Jordan Palmer has uh, feelings and Carson Palmer's probably been in conversations with them. And Carson Palmer's Jordan like Palmer was with the Bengals too. Back right. And, and Carson Palmer's end with the Bengals was about as negative and, uh, you know, antagonistic as, that he as was you going to retire imagine. if you don't trade. Right. He's like, I'm willing to put my career into you know, the dead box, whatever that means, like to not play for the Bengals anymore. Say dead and, box? Well, it's like you're throwing away millions of dollars when you're to like, simply when you not be words, part of an organization. Yeah. When you spin words like Mark, you got to just throw some crazy ones out there so they don't all end. <laughs> Haven't you ever – I've had a job or two where I thought I'm making okay money at this um, hideous corporation, but not making money – and having to start all over again is preferable because it's so dreary and so awful yeah. here and there's no future that you can feel that way sometimes. And it feels like you're in a dead box. You are. You are. You're getting closer. You feel it. And I think if you're, if you're Burrow, though, like it is weird to me that we haven't seen another player um, do as much as they can with draftable number one talent and power like more Eli Manning situations because it just seems like players have more – leverage and power than they had before. He could just simply say, I'm not going to play for you. And, and so what do the Eli, Bengals do? Yeah, and even Eli, you went into draft day still not knowing how it was going to work out. 
Uh, and the Chargers did a good job, I think, of, of handling that. But you weren't even sure if Eli had the leverage when that draft started. You still thought they might take him. They ended up getting, you know, a, a fair fair compensation for that number one pick, but it's a nightmare and uh, it's different because yeah, Burrow. I mean, the fact that Jordan Palmer's in there in his ears and has all this institutional knowledge is, is kind of a a worst case scenario. And these, these comments were, were eye opening. It doesn't seem like um, it's so far fetched that this could be something we're talking about for months now. And And, and while he's from Ohio and stuff and people want to link him to the Bengals as a, he grew up a saints fan, Joe Burrow. He, I don't think there's any, there is no shared DNA with the Bengals. It's it's anti DNA. Um, just so uh, we have this covered, this is what Carson Palmer said during one of his media stops um, during Super Bowl week. That's why I wanted out. I never felt like the Bengals organization was really trying to win a Super Bowl and, and really chasing the Super Bowl. He told CBS Sports Radio, and a lot has changed. A lot of people have come and gone in Cincinnati since Palmer was there. Uh, but Mike Brown is still the owner, and there's a lot of bad blood there, obviously. All right, let's do a little 8 o'clock delight. The Detroit Lions are reportedly trying to uh, trade Darius Slay, the cornerback. This is not the first time it's popped up, but he's entering the final year of his deal, Greg. Pretty uh, tasty trade market I think we're going to have in the next couple weeks, and Slay's a good one. Uh, The Redskins have formally released cornerback Josh Norman after four seasons. He was once the highest paid cornerback in football, but didn't play like it, especially last year, Mark. I don't I hate when bad teams sign like one star player in the secondary and you're expecting a lot to pivot around that. No, didn't work out. You didn't say that to him to his face when you did Sky Sports. I like the man personally. Seems delightful, but, you know. Couldn't play last year. Paul Richardson. Come up in conversation. A high paid uh, wide receiver signed a five year, $40 million contract in 2018. He gone as well, so some of these Redskins signings. Jordan have not Reed, I out. think, uh, could be the next one to go. Your old buddy, Jordan, still in concussion protocol. Uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, could be the starter of the Chargers, says Anthony Lynn. That's that's BS, right, Greg? Nobody I, believes this. I think he could be if things don't work out. Oh, that will they, fill up the they, stadium. All right, you draft the guy number six, and Tyrod's like the Space. week one starter, and he's not. Well, you not know what? Week it's three starter. It's exactly what happened in Cleveland. Talk yep. about Tyrod Taylor all off season. He'll be a nice one and a half game placeholder until the rookie begins his career. Uh, oh no! Rich Samini reports that Lebel got fat last season, and the Cardinals give big money to. No, we can't start the music over. When there's only two left. <laughs> Just ran out of time. But I want. We're gonna move out. Uh, yeah, Lev Bell <laughs> got fat. And lost explosiveness as the season wore on, Rich Semini said, uh, according to the Jets. And Rich Semini is plugged into the Jets. So good contract there, speaking of good contracts. and um, Make him tougher to trade. He was already He's already tough to trade. To trade yeah. And I, I, I just want to throw this out there about Lev Bell. Remember when he sat out a whole year of his prime and said, I'm doing this for all the running backs? Then he got an okay contract with the Jets, not a great contract, but actually playing well after he signed the contract, that's how you would have helped out the other running backs. You killed the other running backs with this whole thing. Not exactly a visionary approach. And the Cardinals, yes, agree to a three-year deal with offensive tackle DJ Humphreys. Three years, $45 million, Mike Garofolo reported. Uh, so $29 that- million dollars guaranteed. This is just something to note if you're looking for a tackle. It is impossible to get tackles on the free agent market when DJ Humphreys is making 15 a year. It's just like the hardest position to fill. All right, let's get into it. Franchise tag, that's what's happening in the news. Uh, franchise, the headline is 2020 NFL franchise slash transition tag primer colon 
no-brainer candidates? I don't do the headlines. I don't even worry. What the hell is that? There's a lot happening. Hey, there. take it to uh, – I'm going to go straight to, to Slack. Our, our, ooh, I'm not supposed to say the no, 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 that no. we do. You can beep Terrible that out. organization. Beep, beep that out, Erica. Um, I'll go straight to our editor, who you have a good relationship with, and, and say you took some shots on our podcast. Well, could you, could you also <laughs> ask why they make the headline in that fashion? I think that it's a fair question. It's very fair. All right, franchise tag. Greg, uh, you know, and this is just Greg flexing here because he knows he's going to have a lot of eyeballs on this one because there's going to be a lot of players. You, you, this is a, this is one of your off-season <laughs> narratives that I'm, like, fishing for for hits in the off-season. I don't know if this one is technically a banger in terms of, like, people like the cuts, people like the trades. I'm not sure people are super into the tags. Yeah, but this is the one that gets you, like, when, like, Peter Schrager's, like, I respect Greg the most, like, on yeah. the summer. T- it's like, this is the article that he's, like, yeah, Dan, Mark, and well, Wes, yeah. He probably respects Wes second, but he's like, Dan and Mark probably aren't writing franchise tag posts. <laughs> Going deeper into Mark's mind as the sentence continues. Um, and it, the, I respect Greg the most, Jan. Um, Way to go, Pete. Way to be honest. <laughs> I'd take can, the bait, you know. Teams can first designate franchise or transition players on February 25th. That's next week and must do so by March 10th. March 10th. So that's the window... And uh, as I was saying in the intro, which Greg knew that Schrager is going to read this, so he's like, oh, I must be professional and make it clear what these things are. Franchise tag a one-year guaranteed contract that prevents a player from hitting unrestricted free agency. The salary is based on the five-year average cap percentage for the tag at each position, stemming from the top five salaries at each position. Now you switch up that language each year? Because you've done this like seven or eight times. Spice it up a little bit. They add that. Uh, this is interesting. Though. The transition tag, it's also a one-year guaranteed contract based on the five-year average cap percentage for the tag at each position. But the transition tag stems from the top ten, not the top five salaries at each it's like, position. It's like slightly yummy. Oh, the only thing – It's a bit, t- a bit well, cheaper. Well, the thing that's really interesting this year, and I don't think a lot of people know it because it's never happened before, is teams can use a franchise tag and a transition tag. They made up – these strange rules for this final year of the collective bargaining mm. agreement, which is right now. And these rules could even change if the NFL and the players agree in the next couple of weeks. I'm not holding my breath for that. So right now there's, there's three teams in particular that to me, that's like the headline with this whole season. But can I just, before you yes. go on, because Schrager might be listening right now and he's like, Whoa, Greg has that whole intro set up, intro set up, but he didn't clearly lay out what the biggest difference is with the transition tech. That's up there. The tag allows players to sign offer sheets with other teams, but the original club has five days to match. So if Pete yeah. hadn't read this yet but was listening now, oh, I'd be like, see. how did Greg leave that out? I'm losing respect. Here's, here's Mark well, coming up the power rankings well, what to, just in my, to be, in my to respect be clear, rankings. I think Schrager understands the rules on his own. But if Greg didn't, oh, to, Pete would to, lose to respect omit for that Greg. would have been, yeah. Well, Why is Mark moving up? What I'd love to do, well, you just you by, because you're leaving a void. Like, we, we're just, you know, it's like Greg suddenly has lost his edge, so Mark is rising up. Well, let's up go through, and, let's, you know. let's just go through it then, uh, the Peter Schrager power rankings. Stop. Greg, he's stated number one. Wes, Wes, a football head, so he's probably number two. I would think through my weekly Good Morning Football um, interactions with him and some <laughs> direct messaging me and him have gotten to know each other better, so I'm going to put myself in in, in the bronze medal. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. What about er- he, Erica? Because he's worked with her. He loves right. Erica. I'm fixed. He's, he's, he's stated constantly how she does such great work on the video side of things, and he's a champion of women, Pete. So 
I would say uh, Eric is for. And the like the lone thing that I created for NFL Network, Operation Dirt Nap, confused him on an airplane trip and uh, probably lowered me <laughs> below fifth. There's probably some other hand yeah, behind well, the glass that he right, Well, he has interacted with some of our shadowy league figures like Mark Mark Brady. Number right. five, maybe, Brady. Maybe he's, I, you know, yeah. sometimes because I everything I think about him I seem, seems like a wonderful guy, but sometimes like when you have, a, I don't know if I'd call it a friendship, uh, someone that you work with that you just can't get it right. You, every time yeah, you interact, yeah, like you yeah. kind of do something wrong. That's sort of how the position that I'm in. It's going to take wow. a long way to dig out from this. Uh, I'm on the bottom of an anthill at this point. Or you know, maybe uh, we can get him on at the combine and say, settle this. Yeah. If we can work this out, get Peter uh, at the Yeah, but it's not worked out until he respects me the most. Oh, you I want don't number care one? about third place because you appeared on a morning show. I, d- I, want I think number you need one. to get on the podium, dude. Well, it's gonna. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of work that needs to be done here. But probably my entire getting career to number to one is too much of an ask. I think. I don't think he's ever gonna like you the best. Well, that's that's the goal, though. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't care about. You should the, try to get my spot. If you can get third, you'll that's be okay. not a challenge. We should have every guest come on <laughs> power rank us. Uh, that'll be great content. All right, let's get into it. The no-brainers, Greg. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out one idea here. Just okay. Kind of an overarching thing. That I wish I, I talked about, you know, when we when we've talked about it elsewhere. It's like there's three teams, and they've got some of the biggest names out there that I think this whole using the double tag right. scenario comes up with, and it's pretty fascinating if you just think about how they're going to use it. And that's the Titans with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. That's the Bucks with Shaq Barrett and Jameis Winston, and then that's the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and all these fans out there, especially the Cowboys fans, probably the Titans too, thinking, oh, all right, we're going to keep these guys. It's not going to be that simple. At this point, it's almost impossible to get these guys signed to a long-term deal. It happens, but it's really hard. And so then you got to start making choices. The Cowboys' choice is obvious. You're going to franchise Dak, but that might mean that Amari Cooper's uh, bye-bye. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't count There's... on the fact that, that some team out there is not going to just front load a crazy huge huge contract for Amari Cooper. And then I think Jerry Jones should be facing some heat from not getting this Dak thing done earlier. I I think that's a good point. And I think Amari Cooper, if he was given the transition tag and left that, that door was open, there will be a team because there's a lot of money to be spent and the cap keeps getting higher. And if you look at uh, the teams that are willing to spend and the teams that need playmakers, he would almost certainly fetch a huge offer. Right. Not almost certainly. He certainly would fetch a huge offer. And then that would put the Cowboys in a spot where we might not even have the option. And you basically then will have chosen Dak over Amari when these guys should have been tied together. So I'm totally with you that that Dallas potentially has put themselves in a position where they could get killed. And Ezekiel Elliott over all of them when they Mm -hmm. they got that done. You basically have until March 10th to try to get a deal done with one of those. And I kind of subscribe to the theory – you should almost have, if you're a free agent at this point, why, you know, and you're actually interested in leaving town. Go to market. Yeah. Why not let all these teams bid on you? Like with the Titans, you know, Jerry Jones deserves critique if that unfolds in that fashion. And I, so I put Dak as a no brainer and then I put Amari below just to be clear and say right. they probably use the transition tag in that scenario. I think the Titans, though, you know, all of this happened to them in the last couple of months. They didn't know they were going to be in the situation with Ryan Tannehill or even to, to some degree, Derek Henry. And Derek Henry, I think, is a tough one to figure out contract wise as much as any free agent out there, because do you pay him for what he's been or what you think he'll be three years from now? Like I I agree with you that they just have to probably use both of these options on Tannehill and Henry and 
you also have Jack Conklin if you're them. I, I He's put, probably gone. I put Tano as a no-brainer because what you just can't let him leave. No. I mean, it's just he finished, you know, his top, you know, number one in yards per attempt, number one in completion percentage, number one in completion percentage over expected, like pretty high in QB. You just can't let him leave. So at this point, I think a one-year franchise tag makes sense for them. And then it makes it really interesting – a one-year, $10 million contract for Henry, that's what it would be with a transition tag. That sounds about right if you're the Titans. Sure. But it'd be a great test of, okay, how much are running backs, you know, this this conversation we have too much about running back value. This would kind of be the ultimate test of it. Is Derrick Henry just out there after the run that he had? Will any team sign him to a Todd Gurley-like try to deal? I kind of doubt it. But, Hasn't uh, Gurley scared like no matter what Derrick Henry is, but he'll get some sort of good away. deal, you would think. And then the Titans, you know, will, will they give him a monster contract now, or are they just kind of happy to go on the one year? I would like to see like the next wave of forget this Le'Veon Bell, you know, campaign anti campaign that went totally south. Like the way that pay them, but give running backs like monster two year deals, yeah, because they all go bad. Like none of these things seem to work out. And on the Ryan Tannehill topic, I would think. I think it'd be equally crazy to give him a long-term deal, making him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, or in the top five, even. I'm with you. Um, he That's makes perfect point. sense to to hold that, give him the juicy one-year franchise tag deal. And if you do it again, and you now have nearly two seasons or a season and a half of evidence that he finally turned the corner, then you pay him. Yeah, I, I agree, and that that sort of leaves the Bucks as the as the toughest team. To predict, I, I think Ian, based on his reporting on air, would disagree with me that I put Shaq Barrett in as the no no brainer mm. because Bruce Arians is just saying he's not going anywhere. Here's a guy who got a vote or two for Defensive Player of the Year. I just I just don't see any scenario where they let him leave. Maybe they can figure out a contract. This is a guy who's been in the league a while and hasn't made a ton of money. Maybe they can actually figure out a long term deal, and then you use the franchise tag on Jameis, and and that just works out. But if it came down to one or the other, I kind of think they may go the Shaq Barrett route. And then you put the transition tag on Jameis and you say, okay, is another team out there? And this is just think of the timing of it all. Because if you put the transition tag on, he still has to wait till he gets into free agency. He has to wait till March 16th, 18th. Is our team's going to wait around that long and give Jameis Winston a big offer? Come Ian on. Ian seems to think that could happen, but I don't know who. But the again, team what is. team? Because right. we can say there's a huge market for Teddy Bridgewater. What team? And what team is going to go down this Jameis Winston trap door? I mean, the other thing about Shaq Barrett, he basically said he would be open to giving the Bucks a discount. Now, I don't really believe any of that till it happens. But this stuck with me. He hates moving. He does not want to move. He <laughs> Wait, said. who is this? Shaq Barrett. I read this whole article. He went off how he hates relocating. He has a family, all this stuff. He wants to stay in Florida. He wants the the tax oh, Florida, yeah, Florida no tax. situation to all not right. be you know not taken down a notch. He doesn't want to get in a caravan and have to move the whole family across the country. So a lot of this is sort of the stars aligning. They believe Shaq Barrett, yeah. who I believed in from the beginning, by the way. Too. Well, and they believed in him. Tampa. I don't know if that's true. He fit but... well with Todd Bowles. The Todd Bowles. Right. Hey, Todd kept his job. That was good. Because we were pumping they, them up pretty good. They finished them very strong. They finished very sure. strong on defense. Uh, the Bucks, for the record, according to OverTheCap.com, have the fourth highest level of cap space entering so they can afford free it. agency. Uh, another Florida team, Mark, since you're plugged in on this moving thing, uh, the Dolphins at number one. Mm. So Not surprising. I, it would make sense to me, given they have a ton of money, a ton of dough, and given what Arian said that 
Shaq is go ain't going nowhere. Just back up the Brinks truck, pay the dude for the next you know few yeah. years, and, and then, then and put then the franchise could, tag on Jameis. Yeah, that would I think be the ideal scenario. It would be interesting if Jameis had the transition though. That's one year, twenty four million dollars. It's a good way to save some money because I don't. I think I agree with Mark that I don't know if he's going to have a robust market, a team that would be willing to. It's give up. It's kind of like a stare down where it's like you think you can really do better than me. No, and like, in can the Bucks really do better than Jameis? Probably not. It's like, you know, they ask us to do these these hits on NFL now, and we, you know, we've been wanting a, a bigger role. You know, move, maybe move up in the hour. It's like, no, it just seems like it's a good situation for both. We're the best that they can do. We're available. <laughs> They're the best we can do. You know, it's just it's just fine. What a setup it is. <laughs> Uh, rounding up your no-brainers list, so you said Dak, Tannehill, Chris Jones, uh, the defensive tackle of the Chiefs, Justin Simmons, Bronco safety, you mentioned Barrett, and then A.J. Green. I guess we'll see. I feel like this is the Bengals are a team that are, are tough to figure out. Now, Green said he would be okay with staying with Cincinnati on the franchise tag. Uh, the Bengals probably don't want to give him a multi-year deal given his age and injury history. Uh, so this kind of makes sense that it would just be a situation where, you know, you do it, pull the trigger. Maybe I'm just like a Patriots fan that was hopeful he would be available. And I think there's a lot of fans out there, Ravens fans, Eagles fans, a lot of teams that need a big wide receiver thing. Ooh, AJ, I've read these like free agent articles where your other beat writers are always projecting. They're just, and they always are like, well, you can just sign AJ Green and Chris Jones. It's like, well, it doesn't really usually work work that way. Uh, I don't think he's going to be available. Ian Ian really feels strongly. He basically says it's not happening. So that, I'm just trying that he's not getting the- that he's that he's going to get the tag that he's going to be tagged. He's not going to be available that the Bengals keep their guys and they're happy to just. And you know what? Maybe that that acts as a preemptive olive branch to Mr. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Or you're one head- of the best wide receivers in the last 20 years. How about to your He's head coach you. who didn't have A.J. Green all last year on in that total you know dog and pony show that you kept thinking he might come back. He's not coming back. It's like if Zach Taylor has any power, you have to be able to suggest that you don't like the Bengals who are allergic to signing anyone in free agency. Can you at least keep your own player? Right. They keep their own players better than any team in the league. They are they are the most homegrown talent team year after year. It's a pretty nice group of uh Players around Joe Burrow, if if he gets there, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Joe Mixon. He'll be worse. Uh, you, John Ross, I, maybe. I, would, I would like to see any of their draft picks work out on the offensive line. Their line is just simply yeah. not developed. Anything else want to hit on this, Greg, before we move on? No, I think that's good. Justin Simmons is is a tricky one. He, he fit with what, what Vic Fangio did, and their defense is was got a little worse under Fangio. Well, that went to a place that... And they're possibly uh, losing Chris Harris, Derek Wolf, Shelby Harris. It's like you got to build around some people. So you, you should mm-hmm. keep, you know, one of the one difference, you know, few difference makers you got. All right. And I just, I like this one because this usually means the guys are moving on. Unlikely to be tagged. Devin McCourty and Joe Tooney uh, from the Pats. Uh, you have Von Bell of the Saints. Austin Hooper, Falcons tight end, Jack Conklin, we talked about, Byron Jones, Dallas cornerback. Those are all really good players, and usually uh, it means that there's something going on with the team, and all of those teams 
the the Falcons don't have a lot of cap room relatively, so I think Hooper could actually be available. And the Saints don't have a lot of cap room, especially after the Breeze thing. So I think Bell mm-hmm. could be. And the Patriots, they just they don't like using the tag. Uh, and Joe Tooney, their guard, who's very good. I mean, it would cost like sixteen million dollars. He's gotten better and better every year. You you get paid. Ton of get money. Paid Why aren't they paying him? I know he's going to be overpaid, but that's just the nature of the market. If you, especially if you're bringing back Tom Brady, you're going to take away one of his best offensive linemen. That that might not be a good match. I don't know. Oh, it's so well, tricky in New England right now. There's a lot. They have, a, Conklin, they have a lot of free. Yeah, Conklin's kind of getting boxed out for the tags. Possibly, I think they could work out a long term deal uh, with Tooney though. On the uh, with Conklin rather with Tooney, they already paid Shaq Mason, who's uh, their guard, a lot of money. So, do you want to be paying two okay. guards? Big time. But how do you get to Tom Brady? How do you get him out of whack? How do you cause him to struggle? Especially this upcoming season. Pressure up the middle. Every time. Santa. God. God. Bang. You got to be worried in the in the post-Dante Skarnecchia world. No Dante either. At the offensive line. Oh, there's so many question in, marks. In uh, New England. Joe and, out of Tooney, more like it. Oh. I mean, he's going to make, he's gonna make a lot of money. Please. He's going to make a lot of money. Can you imagine Tom Brady trying to move? Another nine months from now, he's just gonna get keep getting slower. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're loving this. There it is, Greg. You you did it. 2020 NFL franchise slash transition tag primer colon no brainer candidates. Uh, check it out NFL.com slash Rosenthal. All right, we promised her. We promised you, the listener, that she would be here, and sure enough. Erica's on the phone right now, connecting with Colleen. And now Erica's moving over. She seems to be connecting, doing something. A lot of buttons. They're talking. I mean, I don't think this nervous. Is... Hey. Oh. Hi. We just heard you're nervous. <laughs> what that, are you nervous that about? That was for the <laughs> listeners. Colleen Wolf, what's up? Hello. What are you guys doing? Podcasting? <laughs> Barnstorming another day off of yours. Apologies. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I've just been like puzzling for the last five hours. I got to get out of here. Yeah, the life of Connie in the off season is a wild. Wait, explain that, please. Doing jigsaw puzzles? <laughs> yeah, I'm just puzzling. I got to finish it. I can't leave before it's finished. So, what is the picture of? Where or I what am is, in life. What's the <laughs> puzzle image of? Uh, it's a it's a bunch of weird like animals smiling. So. Are you okay? Oh, Sounds like something it. else is going on there, but uh <laughs> All right, let's just let's just move forward. The Connie Fox theme song Sweepstakes. Uh I, I laid it out last week. Send in a thirty second or less submission, a theme song that will introduce Colleen whenever she's on the show. The contest will run through this week, so send in your submissions, the ATN podcast at gmail dot com. And Erica, when I opened up uh the Gmail account this morning, I was so happy to see uh, incredible amount of entries. People are excited about this. We had a ton. It was it was actually pretty cool. A lot of them were really good. Um, so we're going to play a few favorites right now. And Connie, just understand that you... I just thought you would like to be on the phone while we were playing these. Don't think you would need to pass judgment, but you can if you want, or decide okay. which one you would want it to be, uh, or though you can. Uh, I just want you to be part of the process, and we're going to figure out a part. The listeners will have a voice, and and 
this room will have a voice, Erica will have a voice, and perhaps you as well. But for now, it's more just like absorbing some of the ones that stood out amongst the initial batch. And if your song is not played today, don't think you're out of the running. This is more, I starred some that I liked, and then I said, Erica, why don't you, you pick a, a few that you like? So is it's a good sign if you're played today, but it doesn't mean you're out. Just understand that. I feel like they're all from Erica. Did Erica make all of these? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, but Erica will be posting for our our listeners uh, the puzzle you are putting together on the Around the NFL podcast Instagram handle where these these maniacal looking um, what is going on with animals? Um, it's frightening, frankly, and so we'll put that up on it. There is also maybe maybe twenty more pieces until you finish. I feel you're like you're going to achieve. It's this it's many it's many years and decades away, Colleen. But you're going to be a fascinating old person, like an old lady. <laughs> you're not the first person who's told me that. <laughs> like you're going to have like wacky glasses, and there's going to be a lot going on. With you. <laughs> Well, I can't wait. All right, let's hear the song. All right, let's. Uh, here's the first one that uh, that Erica selected for today's show. Let's uh, listen in. Who is it from? Um, I do not disclose that information. Oh, you don't? Yes. Okay, that's a, that's that's a good. choice you've made. Yes. Right, no, so I think it's that's from really Erica. Good. Yeah, okay. essentially an Erica creation. Yeah, okay, here we go. Her heart's as big as Philly. She likes to act so silly. We like to call her Tiny Box. Tiny Box, Tiny Box, Tiny Box. I have four words to make your day. Tiny Box is here, Tiny Box is here. The history is rich Excellent start. Wow, got wow. in under 30, too. Really and breaks it, down nicely. And it too. fades out on a guitar yeah. solo. It's like it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, piano great. involved? I love that one. Bouncy, melodic. Uh, that that one is very strong. What else? Let's hear another one. I'm lazy. Go. I would hear that and just be like, okay, <laughs> that's it. Here we go. Mark, your thoughts. The mood is different than I was expecting for for most of these um, entries, but it feels like a lot of um, drug-induced inspiration there, a slow motion, more slow motion entry. I enjoyed it. I like the end when it went, uh, Yeah, good production. I wanted another one of those. Good production. Yeah. Lyricism, not as strong. Maybe not not as strong. I agree with you, but I did. it did take me somewhere as Mark is. It had like some St. Lucia vibes. Yes, it, it did. Almost. Yep. That's good. Which right. I appreciate it. Erica, what, you like that one? Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, solid. All right, well, let's hear another one. History here is the tiniest box that you I like how that one ended Whoa. like an 80s sitcom theme. That was good. <laughs> Strong lyrics. 
I love the she'll be rich or famous soon in that lyric. That's right. That yeah. could get out of date. We know which one she prefers. Right. That could get out of date quick. I would say it already has. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in three, four years, will that hold up, you know, when she is? One thing I did notice, Greg makes a good point there, that so Colleen famously on last week's show, uh, I'd let it be, be known, rich, damn it. she'd rather be famous <laughs> than rich. And I did happen to notice a lot of the entries worked that into the lyrics. And that is a risk. And I think the people that win this contest or the person that wins the contest, it might be someone that takes a look at it from a broader viewpoint of her seven years on the show, yeah. not just on the past. Not, and have it not be, the newest information available. And but have it be right. timeless. Right. Right. Or that becomes timeless. That, that That's what Colleen cares about is just fame. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we don't know. It's too soon to say. All right. We got two left. Here we go. All right, let's, hear, let's hear another one. <laughs> oh, I like this. Yeah, it's good. Said you wanted a theme song, so I made you a rap. At least I know that Greg will like this, even if it is crap. Let's get serious now, because we talking Colleen, host of Thursday Night Football, Philadelphia Queen. You say the history is rich, but you'd rather be famous. Ever since TNF, you think this podcast is heinous, but don't worry, Colleen, because I still wish you well, but you ain't a hero no more. Just a pawn of Goodell. turned into a diss track. Dropping a hammer. Oh well, that's definitely going to get played again some, at some point. Well, I'm glad that went full heel so that we could, you know, summarily, summarily dismiss that terrible rapping. I mean, <laughs> we're not going to listen to we're not going to listen to that ever uh, on repeat. Greg was so disappointed well, we when, might the, need to when hear the that vocal again. came in. No, I don't like that he's coming after Colleen, so now we can just speak the truth uh, that this does not speak well for our listeners that someone would have that poor of a, of a flow. Yeah. I did not feel that strongly yeah, against this person. You're such a mean person. <laughs> That's not mean. He's it coming mean. after her. He w- I think it was all in fun, first of all. Did it, it hurt your feelings, Goodell? It said a pawn of Goodell. I kind of feel like this person really knows me because they know that I'm a masochist and they know that I would actually like that in a weird way. <laughs> and I, 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 think- I mean, there's no way he finished taping that and was like, nailed it. You know, my, that really can rap. I think I wouldn't say I he's it. I wouldn't say he's gifted uh, in, in terms of the flow uh, as a rapper. But I will say that in the na- in the history in the in the rich, the history is rich of hip hop culture. <laughs> the diss track is sometimes a sign of respect. And that's and that's what I think that was a nod to came out of left field in yeah. a good way. Hmm. That's how I'm taking it. Respect. All right. Tell that to Cannabis and LL Cool J. Not a lot of respect between those two. <laughs> All right. Last one. I think Cannabis said that uh, LL Cool Erica J. Erica cannot wait to get through 95% of his fans wore high heels. And then look, LL Cool look, J look comes back and says, 95% of your fans don't exist, which is pretty good. <laughs> oh, damn. Ladies love Cool J. Should have never taken the Grammys away from him. All right. Here we go. All right. Last one. <laughs> Mm, like six six There's a wolf. There's a wolf. Can't blow your house down. There's a wolf. There's a wolf. There's a wolf. Can't blow your house down. Don't mess with her. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it, stupid. Don't mess with her. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, stupid. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
And I would love I mean, it, if that was taking a, a totally different angle on it. I, I love it. The title of that is There's a Wolf, parentheses, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked, although it's not in this gentleman's version, I like just hearing Colleen cackling over the. Uh, yeah, we should. Well, yeah. We work should, that you can work that in. I don't know if you're allowed yeah. to use the. Uh, the Mother Goose uh, lyrics as freely as he did, but I'm assuming that's past copyright at this point. You know, and that does remind me, mm. we did get a bunch of submissions that were either taking the melody of a different song or just using the beat outright. No, no, this is all, they all have to be original compositions. That, that's, the way he did it, though, was good. You can do that. For yeah, you. I feel like it, there could be different, for, different Colleen songs at like one in the morning, she's like roaming down the street, like that's plain. Not one of the first more... That's nighttime. Sugar and sweet. That's the puzzle is built, and now Connie's got, you know. She's built that puzzle. I know we're not choosing today, but I think we had two particularly strong. The first and the last entries we heard today were both fantastic. Yeah, the bookends were my favorite. Like, I might add those to my airport playlist, so then when I'm walking through TSA, they know what's up. Okay, I'm on board with you on the first and last as maybe the early favorites. No debate. And, uh, Erica, we'll figure this out how we want to work it out, but... We can um, whittle, whittle the list down essentially to maybe five choices. Cool. Uh, but let's move. Let's move the first song and the fifth song into the in the into voting process. And maybe we're not sure yet. Maybe one of those other songs will make the finals as well for a voting process. Uh, but that's good to know. Colleen, the diss track should. You think the diss track should advance? I'm with uh, you. I mean, I'm you with Colleen. Throw it in there. I am too. <laughs> I'm with Colleen. But we have right, to yeah. listen. We have to listen to it. It just was. I know, but Greg, you have a particular issue with it that I don't think the rest of the group I, necessarily. Feels I, I, not I, even I, Colleen. I, I'm, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> you want the person killed? I'm not sure I no, feel that strongly. I just it doesn't speak well for our listenership if that's what we choose. All right, we'll speak privately about this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, whatever, something so unmusical. It was set know? up with like a. You want to have it be good music, right? I think Greg likes rap, and he's hitting out a little bit about against that as well. That you, you're, if it's going to be a, now, a rap song, it's got to be better than that. Immediately, saying. I thought, oh, well, let's just quietly bury this. But then he buried Colleen, and it was open season <laughs> for me to just. I just posted the bury him. photo of your puzzle, Colleen, on Instagram, and I made the caption: "Only diehard fans will get it." But the podcast hasn't gone out yet, so I'm interested to see people's comments. Mean like, ha like <laughs> it should be. Oh, interesting. it's almost done. I've almost finished it during this call. I hope so. You had like 12 pieces left. So what a life, the life of Connie. <laughs> Again, if you had a submission, if you have a submission you want to send in, you have to do it by uh, close of business Friday. It has to be 30 seconds or less. It has to be an original composition. And, and as we said, having the history is rich with Colleen. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to lyrically work in some different elements from her past, uh, don't just focus it all on what's happened in the past week. But that's really up to you. No mention of Gonzo in any of those. But but then again, feels it, like a missed up. Right? It doesn't. But it also doesn't have to be like a history of her. The last one went on a totally esoteric uh, level, and it worked beautifully. Ah, that's true. That's very true. All this right. This is a really strong first round. The ATN podcast at Gmail. Uh, dot com if you want to. Are you getting other letters in that? I mean, other people. We are. There are people that are using this to connect with us in other ways. And with all due respect, that's not what this is about. So uh, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll keep we're going to keep that Gmail open in perpetuity. And if you want to connect with us, Erica will comb through that on a daily basis. I'm going to add that to her workflow. Great. Uh, uh, But for now, we're only focusing on songs. All right. Colleen, thank you for your time. I know you're very busy. So. The fact like that you can carve out these left. 10 minutes is it really, once again, tells us a lot about you as a woman. I mean, anything the, for you guys. The fact that you're rich and famous enough now to call in to our show is just, is a big step. 
Will we get her it's back the in the studio? Now. Will we get her I back in the studio? I only do phone calls. Well, that's see again, Greg. You're connecting on that the uh, diss track. Yeah, that she's no longer a hero. She's a what? A, a, a pawn of Goodell. Pawn of yeah, Goodell. I think you Are can't sure handle Greg the truth of that that, that sing that song. Are we sure Greg didn't make that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The man doth protest too much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get out of here. Thank you, Connie. All right. Bye, gang. Bye. All right, we'll be back on Thursday. I think Wes will be back with us too, right? That's right. Excellent. And then uh, starting next week, um, well, we're heading to the combine next week. Right. Unbelievable. It just happens. The the wheel keeps turning. There is an Rotating. extra week this year between the end of the Super Bowl and the start of free agency. I don't Good. Know. I wish there were an extra 12. Compared to last year. Huh. So it's a little more, a little more stretched out. Than that's, a, that's what they're going for. Before... Our time with this company is through that dead period in June into July. That won't exist. They'll figure something out. That could be a deal breaker in my world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the old boss, the tiny box calling in, and the great Rick Hollywood behind the glass. Rick. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.